ladies and gents, boys and girls. Welcome to the Basement Friday podcast, sponsored by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to start a podcast. Make sure you guys, if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, make sure you check out Anchor.fm. Got everything you need, check on the website, everything is self-explaining. So you did what I'm saying, you know, of course, our distributions, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, we everywhere, man. Whew, gotta get paid first. Now, it's your boy, Fongadella Jones, back in the house. <laughs> On this good Friday here. Well, it's been a crazy week, but you know we're trying to get past it with our, our heads held high. But you know it's your boy from Della Jones back in the building. You feel what I'm saying, though, man? It's your boy Aaron Fonaseti back again, and I want to give a special shout out to Jamie. If you're listening over at Bow, shout out to you. You know, shout out to you. You know, downloading the podcast, checking out the podcast. Special thanks to you. So. Really appreciate it over here at the Basement Friday podcast. Um, you know, a lot of people have been listening, tuning in. So all of you walk, come in, come in, you know. Like we said a long time ago, and I'm gonna say right here now, we don't bite. Come on in, listen, kick up your shoes, relax your feet, you know, enjoy yourself with your favorite podcast tag team. Now, four to five minute rant, what you got for us? I know you got something on your mind you can talk about earlier. I ain't gonna lie, man. I mean, five minute wise, I don't really have nothing crazy. But like I said, it's just been a, it's been a, it's, it's been a, a, a crazy week, man. And like I said, it's it shocks everybody, you know, when these things happen. But I'm not even gonna sit right here and act like I was the biggest fan because I wasn't. But also, I respected the, these guys grind. But to to lose another rapper, my man, take off, you know. Like I said, I'm not going because I know when when Robbins passed, everybody come out the woodworks and act like they was a super fan. You know, man, I wasn't I wasn't downloading their Migos album every time they came up. Not gonna sit right in front like I do, but I respect these guys. And we all know that, like out of the group, you know, Quavo is kind of the big star, and Offset is kind of kind of does his own thing, and Takeoff is more like the quiet member of the group. Not saying he was irrelevant, but he was more the quiet member of the group. So to see this brother just gone like that, you know, it's crazy. And I know the Migos was having issues. They was having is- internal issues. So they kind of, you know, Offset kind of did his own. He was he kind of split and Quavo and take off was doing their own thing, but it's kind of hard to lose somebody while you're in the middle of like a, a, a beef. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's almost like the Dr. Dre Easy situation. You know what I mean? Before they can fix anything for real, they was trying to put things back together. You know, you come up, you you you're a little too late, and nobody ever wants to come. Nobody ever wants to be too late with situations like this, man. So. Big shout out to man Offset for changing his profile picture to take off though, man. That's that's one way to, to do it. That's one way to keep keep your keep your brothers in, in heart though, man. Yeah, that's definitely a sad loss, you know, for takeoff. Uh actually before he died, it was coming up on the one year anniversary. I believe one year anniversary, the last rocket. Uh, and he put out solo project. 
him and Quavo just put out only for the Infinity Links. You know, they were moving with that. So, you know, what you said about uh, people not uh, resolving issues, um, things like that. I remember years ago, actually 20 years ago, uh, Left Eye passed. And her and Chili of TLC, you know, weren't really getting along. And, you know, when Left Eye passed, Chili said it just messed her up because that was a sisterhood and, you know, you're supposed to stick together. She just didn't get a chance to reconcile. So uh, that's something, you know, that's a lesson for everybody. You know, if it's something that could be worked out, do your best to work it out. Yeah, I mean... That's always the, the one thing. You don't want to go to the grave knowing like you don't want somebody passing away and you just and you guys had a personal falling out. Even if if you guys just you guys just outgrew each other, then that's different. You know, bygones be bygones, that's different. But if yeah. you guys like had a personal issue with each other, you know, man, like like I said, that could be any like I said, the, the Dr. Dre easy situation. You know, uh uh, Tupac passed, passed before Biggie so it's like they was in the middle of an issue they didn't really get to talk about their problems yeah and Biggie talked about that too you know what I'm saying they didn't really get to talk about their problems like that so it's kind of just like the man died before y'all can really just like put the nonsense aside and be like hey look man you good I'm good you straight so that's how that's how you, you don't ever want to be like damn bro like we I know this music thing got into the way and the stuff like that. And I know label and I know like with the Migos, you know, labels get in the way and, and music and fans get divided and stuff like that. And then and then all of a sudden you just be like, man, like I don't we 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 could have fixed that before my man passed. We we could have fixed that. And I know like I know like Quavo, Tago, all 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 of my family. So it's like it's, it's like y'all could have they could have fixed that they could have fixed that before, you know, you know. But you know, it it, it happened it happened that way though. Yeah, you know, and that's unfortunate. So you know, prayers up to the family. You know, they're going through it. So we're going to get into our next topic. We're going to talk about the background I got with Twitter and Elon Musk and. Letting that sink in. So apparently Elon Musk has recently made verification payola, you know, purchase you could purchase verification. The dark web is in shambles. Elon Musk recently announced that for eight dollars a month for a price of cappuccino at Starbucks, I believe, and a tropical smoothie cafe uh latte, you can be Twitter verified if you buy. Twitter blue. Now, a lot of people, uh, I believe it was this football player who said, Elon Musk tripping, I ain't paying. You know, a lot of people who were verified, uh, who earned their verification through whatever uh, venture they set out to do, said, no, nah, we're not doing that. Elon Musk said, all right, you're complaining, but it's still $8. So he's just trolling these people. I, I want to get your perspective. Like, if you were verified, right, never had to pay you earn your stripes, so to speak, to get to that level of fame, to make sure you are who you say you are. And now Elon Musk is like, okay, in order for you to say who you are, you have to pay me $8. How would that make you feel if you were a celebrity? If I'm already if I'm already verified, I got to pay you? If I'm already verified? Yeah. 
that would be that would be the, the biggest bunch of bullshit ever. Cause it's like I earned, I earned, I worked hard to build this fan base. So why do I have to pay you if I earn my stripes? Now it's crazy for somebody who's like lower tier like myself, you know what I mean? I only got like 80 something followers on Twitter. I don't be on Twitter that much. But it's like if I'm paying to be like, oh well, <laughs> now I'm verified on Twitter. Everybody knows me. Nobody knows who the hell I am. But yeah. you got, you know what I'm saying? But you got like celebrities who build a following. You know what I mean? People get on Twitter to see what Rihanna posts. As problematic as Kyrie Irving is, people get on Twitter to see what he's gonna rant about. People go, people follow these people. And now it's like you telling me like for eight dollars a month. You gotta pay me to stay verified. You're gonna lose a lot of people. People are like I'm not about to pay to stay verified on this website. Why would I pay you to stay verified? That's dumb as hell. I can just dip because I'm just like when I know when I know damn well Twitter is probably like a, it's it's like less than a fraction of having these people pay this their, their money. It's like probably less of a fraction of that, you know. It's like, like yeah, if I post today, I'll probably get like a little cool, little piece of change, but ain't nothing drastic. Like these people can disappear with Twitter for months. You think that pocket's gonna hurt because of Twitter? No. They don't care. Like, come on, Elon Musk, bro. You money hungry, bro. You greedy as hell at this point. Eight dollars a month. That's a reasonable price, but goddamn, bro, that's that's subscription money right there. Nobody trying to pay for no Twitter. I, I think I think the fact is it's not even about the price, it's about the principle. Right. It is the principle of it, though. That's the crazy part. Like you just saying here one day Elon Musk takes over Twitter. It's like, all right, I'm gonna fire everybody, first and foremost. Second, you all gotta pay eight dollars a month. It, it it's like you could think of anything else that's free, and then all of a sudden you have to pay, you know, for it. And it, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't sit right with you. Like, no one wants to pay $8 just to pay $8, whether you're a celebrity or not. And, and I'll tell you one thing about verification. You know, back in the day, MySpace days, you know, we used to have to follow, like, 10, 20, 30 different Lil Wayne's and Nicki Minaj's and Drake's and Kanye West because we didn't have verification back then. So you just had to cross your fingers and hope one of them was the real right. person. So, you know, when it comes to verification, it does help. The other issue with that is if they don't pay the $8 and they lose the verification, then you have trolls who build up fake followers and say, hey, I'm the real person, da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. And they have these crypto scams where people, for some reason, get scammed, even though they see the verification person right there. So when it comes to the people who've been following the whole time, of course they'll know that's the real person, but that doesn't stop people from getting food. I just don't understand. Like I said, I personally don't understand. It's all about the grip and the ground when it comes to social media in general. Like if social media is something you want to do, you're on social media 24-7, 365 days. Now Twitter, Twitter is Twitter is basically the news. Twitter fuels the basement Friday when we come on and talk to y'all. You know what I mean? We get some of this, clearly this Twitter situation. Can you imagine 
this eight dollar situation. Can you imagine Mark Zuckerberg start making people pay for verifications on Instagram? Hell, everybody and their mama will be verified on Instagram. Does that mean you're gonna get partnership deals? No, because if if I'm if I'm sitting here paying eight dollars a month on Instagram to be verified and a partnership like bro, you only got like a thousand followers. Who the hell are you compared to somebody who got millions of followers? I'm like, but I'm verified. And <laughs> so, so that's why I say thing with like, like Twitter. I don't know what, what Elon Musk's idea of $8 a month to be verified. You do know I can just walk off Twitter, right? <laughs> you, you do know I can walk off Twitter and go straight back to Facebook. It kind of takes away the, the how special Twitter verification is. Um, not saying it's like the bee's knees or anything like that, but you know what we talked about earlier about being something that establishes, hey, I kind of earned this verification badge. There are a lot of people like musicians who have like thousands of followers who are verified because they're musicians. And a lot of reporters and writers who are verified who have thousands of followers because they're... Uh, writing for Washington Post and all these uh, news uh, article places. So I would say the issue with that, how if I was a celebrity, I would deal with it. I will hop on Instagram, right? Or I will ho hop on some other social media site. I hop on YouTube and just say, hey, guys, here's my handle. So if you see my verification check come up missing, you know this handle is me. Y'all been following me the whole time, so nothing changes. Just lost the handle, and Elon, screw yourself. You know, I mean, but Elon Musk is everybody's favorite guy. You know, oh, he's rich like Elon Musk, and oh, Tesla and Elon Musk, and Elon Musk slept in people's houses, and he's a millionaire. Elon Musk can go screw himself for real, for real. Like, you trying to make people pay you to be very, like I said, man, everybody can just walk off of Twitter right now and go, like I said, they're verified on Instagram. They're verified on Facebook if they have a Facebook page. So it's just like me losing a Twitter account is just like, oh, wow, like I lost Twitter. Oh my gosh, I'm, like, I'm heartbroken. These celebrities don't care. Celebrities are barely on Twitter as it is, so. <laughs> Like, y'all do know, like, social media is, like, a fraction of their income. Meaning, like, you look at, you, oh, we can look at Kyrie Irving, prime example, because he always gets in trouble on social media and Twitter and stuff like that. Between him playing basketball, his Nike deals and all his other stuff, do you, how much money do you really think he get make? I mean, how much money do you think this man make from posting a tweet on Twitter? Probably they, used to, they used to back in the day, but now these days it's all about Instagram. People don't get paid off Instagram. That that's what I even heard that too. Like people was like they make more on Facebook than they make on Instagram. I said, well, dang. Was like, oh well, yeah, that? there was there was a video about that where it's like they was comparing numbers. Facebook yeah. really pay out. They said people get paid, make more, so it's just like if you ain't making no big money. That's like, that's like, and again, that's like having, when Kanye West on this joint, no disrespect, I know Kanye West going through a lot right now, but with all the money Kanye West has, 
if Kanye West don't tweet, you think this man pockets is going to be like, like he going to be starving? No, he's not. <laughs> this man is not going to be hurting if he if he lose his Twitter verification. He does not care. So Elon Musk, you paying, you making people pay for their verification? This is not part. This is not their main money. So they don't they don't care. Newsflash. Well, that is true. You know, Elon, you know, he'll continue to troll, continue to do uh, what he does. He owns Twitter now, you know. So, hey, you know, if you don't want to tweet, that's your option. But speaking of something that's transparent, we want to talk about New York transparency laws. So just like Colorado, uh, New York started this law where you had to put your salary up front on job descriptions. And a lot of people rejoiced because they were like, okay, we don't have to waste so much time interviewing and getting so involved in the process just to get to that final offer and hearing something we don't want to hear, which is a lower offer than what was on Glassdoor or whatever. So companies have been finding loopholes to get around this. They've been putting, instead of the actual minimum and maximum salary, anywhere from $0 to $1 million, which is, come on, guys, unreasonable. So I just want to get your opinion on what you think about this. And does it speak to companies who are still trying to make it hard for people to make a decent living? All I'm going to say is, anytime I get on Indeed and I don't see jobs posted, what they make, I don't care if it's a, I don't care if it's a between 60000 to 100000 or I don't even care if it just flat out say like $18, $19 an hour. If you don't post nowhere on there, 9 times 10, I'm probably not going to apply for the job in the first place. Reason being is because like we're saying right now, I don't want to apply for a job, get an email saying I want to come do an interview. I get I get all dressed up. I waste my gas, got my resume all in my hand. Just for y'all to tell me some BS numbers. We can start you off with this. Like fam, really? I drove all the way over here and this is the numbers? No. <laughs> no. And I'm be real with you. Like, I already got past as well when it comes to jobs. If a job hire you on the spot, it will, you know what I mean? If they hire you on the spot, nine out of ten, that there's something wrong with that job. Because if this job is so easy, why why y'all always hiring people? It's red, that's already a red flag right there. So if you go to an interview, yeah, the money might be good. And the money might be good. They might say, well, we start you off with 65000 You look, all right, cool. And then they be like, well, you know, man, this job is super easy. This job is real good. You know, it's easy work. It's not too stressful. And it's easy work. Why are you still hiring people? That just goes to show you that something's wrong with this job position. Then when you get there, you notice the boss is micromanaged. You got some asshole coworkers. Y'all not fooling nobody. So you're not putting a salary on there. That's not fooling nobody. Especially somebody like myself. I'm just not going to apply for this job. I'm going to be like, well, that might be the best paying job ever, but I'm not going to roll that dice because I don't want to get there. But, hey, we start at 16 an hour. I can't even make a living on 16 an hour. You tripping, bro. I'm out of here. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I remember, like, it, I didn't even get to that point. I remember one time, like, I applied, like, years, years ago. Like, I applied for Macy's. Like, 
I think I was still in college at this time. I applied for Macy's and this was like part-time shift where I think I was going to be boxing and stuff like that. So it was like wear a suit and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I know you got to dress uh, mm. professional. You got to dress formal. So I went there, did the part. Ladies sitting in the office, like I'm interviewing for a Fortune 500 company. Like I'm about to work at, you know, JP Morgan or something like that. The question she was asking me, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, man, with all due respect, it, it ain't that serious. This is Macy's. <laughs> I'm like, with all due respect, like, and I didn't get the job. And the reason why I didn't get the job was because I guess, you know, they can sense your demeanor in a meeting and that was my demeanor i'm like ma'am you 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 talking like this is td ameritrade vice president position it ain't that deep ma'am like i'm gonna just be flipping boxes on the dock but as far as like trying to make a living you know when it comes to inflation and it comes to the wage gap we expect these job transparencies to be in good faith but it just exposes the companies to who they really are they don't really want you to make money. It's about them making as much money as possible and paying you as little as possible. That's what jobs try to do. So like I always tell people, you know, always negotiate. You know, they might say, all right, we started 65. They can pay you more. They can definitely pay you more. Best believe they can pay you more. But I want to ask you this question, right? <laughs> When it comes to, you know, what you said about the 16 hour, things like that, uh, if that was something that was a reoccurring thing, would it make you lose faith in the entire job uh, market or just that particular industry? Part of that particular industry. I wouldn't say the whole job market. I would just delve into that particular industry, though. That mean, like, they part their job, this industry probably don't pay well. Yeah. I don't pay well. And, and you know, man, like, I like like here's a motivation for any young kids or any kids fresh out of high school applying for jobs. You're gonna probably get 10, 15, 20 no's before you get a yes. It's part of the job hunting process. It really is. But something really strikes my nerves about the job market nowadays. And this is where these companies are really, really hurting at. Because anytime I'm just out. Let's say it's weekends, I'm doing DoorDash or something like that, or Uber Eats, you know, making money. And I always hear old people, or I always hear, uh, I go into like a McDonald's or something, and there's somebody behind the counter, they be like, people don't want, they be like, yeah, man, people don't want to work no more. And that's not true. People, it's not, it's not that people don't want to work. Because there's, there's a million, million ways now to make money. That traditional blueprint that used to be, like when our parents, they had to go to college and then they work. Nowadays, there's too much money to go traditional. So when y'all saying kids don't want to work, it's not that kids don't want to work. Kids nowadays and, and young and we talking about, I want to say probably between like thir between the age of 13 and 21, they have found so many avenues to make money that they don't, it's not that they too good for McDonald's. Their skill set is way above jobs like McDonald's now. These people are on, these people are making money crazy to the point where like, oh, kids don't want to work. No, sir. No, ma'am. Kids don't, it's not that kids don't want to work. It's 
they 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 already they making money. They already making money. And even if they're not making money, they building some type of following to the point where it's going to get them money. It's going to get them better than it's going to get them better than McDonald's. It's going to get them better than your your daily retail store. Now, I say working in retail stores to get experience. I'll definitely say that. You know, but don't definitely bank on everybody can't make it on social media and TikTok. You know, everybody can't make it. We can, we work together, but that's a lot of work. But I'm just saying, but I don't know. But you know, the job with the job market and stuff like that. And the same thing with you, you know, man, when you just say like they going in acting like they go, they going in and try like, you know, like I you might not be right for a job. It's just me breaking down boxes. It's right. just me in boxes. I mean, now you also said negotiate before I flip it back to you. When you have experience, you can negotiate. If it's your first job, don't go in there asking no crazy ass numbers. That's one thing I'm gonna say. When you got experience, like if you if you've been if you worked in a department, let's say if you worked at Walmart for eight, nine years, five, even five years, even two years, and then you try to move on to go to like Target, you can negotiate. Cause you got experience in your belt. It's your first job, don't go in. But I want seventeen dollars an hour. You you can't negotiate that. You, you can't. What what experience do you have? Do you say like, no, I want seventeen. Not like, no, what? We'll give you seventeen. Nah, you taking the minimum, whatever whatever that minimum is. That's where you starting at. Cause you don't have no leverage. Yeah. But that, yeah, when you got experience, you got leverage. And if they don't, if they don't refuse, if they refuse to accept or negotiate or work with you let that job go go on to the next yeah and that's just a part of uh, the grind when it comes to jobs like uh not being able to afford uh the type of life that you want not being able to afford the necessities like when you was talking i just pulled up a statistic when it comes to gen z who is the youngest generation in the workforce at the moment mm -hmm. uh, gen z has 86 percent less purchasing power compared to baby boomers when they were in their 20s. So that means your great-grandparents, your grandparents, um, back when they were able to buy a house. And I had a conversation with my granddad, and uh, he the salaries that people made, like entry level, he was able to buy a house, a couple cars, you know, pool in the backyard. And that's something we can't afford to this day. Like being able to crunch the numbers and inflation and everything else, just not possible on that kind of salary. But like you said, when it comes to accepting a job, a part of the grind is once you're starting out, you know, the issue is the internet trap kind of inflates people's heads, right? Mm -hmm. And the same thing that doesn't apply, the same thing that applies to uh, people experience doesn't apply to young people. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, that experience is something that you really need. Um, one thing I can say, though, is when it comes to work from home and all these other opportunities, it's way better than it was before because there are people in there, you know, who are 17, 18 years old being able to make the kind of money if we were, you know, the same age back then, you know, being able to get way ahead than what we are now. So when it comes to that point of just negotiating, um, more than likely, you're going to take whatever you can get. Mm, yeah. 
And, and once you get to that point where you say, all right, I got one year experience, two year experience, three year experience, all you really need is one year to start negotiating. You don't need a whole bunch of years, but you know, I will also say on top of that, before I pass back, uh, just try to make sure, you know, you do as much research as possible because a lot of these jobs have shiny object syndrome. They look nice. People talk good about them, but then you have high turnover and you wonder why so many people are leave are leaving. Oh, you're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I'm glad you brought the salary thing because, you know, this is something about this. And this is something that my aunt say all the time. I love, I, Honestly, I love you, but that blueprint don't work no more because you hear a lot of like our parents and probably the generation before, like say back when I was 18, I had a car, I had a job and I had a place. But you got to remember back then rent was like seven, six, seven hundred dollars. You got jobs nowadays that's only paying you sixteen dollars an hour, but rent down that damn near is damn near fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. The math, the math don't add up. You feel what I'm saying? It, 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 the math just don't add up. So math ain't math. <laughs> yeah, you know. And to my future, my employers, I'm gonna just tell you guys this because we in such a sensitive time nowadays. I want you to listen up and listen up to me carefully. Now, I do agree with you guys on certain things. Like when y'all say like mental health and stuff like that, understand this, I grew up in a different time than a lot of these Gen Zs. They didn't stress mental health for us growing up. The, the, the 90s kids, the 2000s, we just had to fight through it. They told us to quit crying, quit whining, and stop complaining. And we just had to just, we just had to get our knees dirty. That's just how, that's how it worked in, in the time. But you know, everybody working from home, you gotta realize nowadays these Gen Z kids, they don't have a lot of social skills. That's number one. They do not, they don't know how to really interact in like a work environment. You know, a lot of them be like, oh, my mental health, they can only work a certain amount of days. And we also live in, in, in understand this too, employers, and I, I hate to be the one to tell y'all this, but with these Gen Z kids, they don't have, a lot of them don't have work ethics either. So basically, basically saying this, if you push them hard, they're gone. If you don't grant them a day off, they're gone. They will tell you, I quit this job in a heartbeat and not think twice about it. That's just the Gen Z generation now. Because like, like I said, they don't believe in loyalty at a job anymore. They don't believe in that. You remember, like I said, you got your grandparents, my grandparents, you got my parents, your parents. They will stay at jobs for 30 plus years. 30 plus years. These kids nowadays, they barely stay at a job for three weeks. And they ain't out the door. They been there, you know what? I asked for a day off, day one, granted, I'm out. You be like, well, damn. <laughs> well, damn, you ain't even been there that long. You ask for days off. They come in the door with the mask. I need Saturdays. I need Saturdays off. I got to be off by five. Oh, I can't grant that. Well, I'm out to just quit. It's like, well, damn. <laughs> it's like, with. It's like they don't even work their way up to that, at least where they can be in that type of, like, okay, you've been here long enough. I got you, but we can feel you. We can find somebody. Nope. So employers, understand this. With these Gen Z kids, I understand. I'm not, I'm not saying you guys need to baby them, but you guys got to understand you guys are also in for a piece of work because 
they don't really work like they don't really work or they're not workforces like we used to be or we are still to this day. They don't work like that. They are literally just like, I don't like people. I don't like. Before I pass it, I'm going to say this. And y'all can hate me for saying it. For everybody, because I've worked around a lot of people. I've been around a lot of people who says this. When you're in the workplace and you say, I hate people. You guys really need to work on your people skills. You need to work on your social skills. You cannot work in any job. I don't care if it's a department store. I don't give a goddamn trash man. I don't give you a goddamn firefighter. I don't give you a goddamn pilot. For you to say, I hate people. I don't like people. What job you know? Give me a job where you don't interact with the general public. Every job you're going to have, you're going to work with the people. You work at a call center. You got to learn how to talk to people on the goddamn phone. You've been a police officer. You got to learn how to handle a situation without pulling your gun out and firing somebody. People, you got to learn. You work with the goddamn general public. But you say, I don't like people. Then you must not plan on getting far in life. Because every job you deal with, the general public. Yeah, basically, I just say the real way to frame that is not people don't want to work anymore. It's that people don't know how to work. Like, it, it's a totally different generation. Uh, they don't have to work ethic due to social media telling them they could be their mm -hmm. own boss and mm -hmm. they could do whatever they want. But the whole thing about being your own boss is not doing what you want all the time, but doing what you have to do to get to the goal you want to have. Um, I, I just basically say that, you know, when it comes to uh, work ethic, you build that someplace you don't want to work. You know, when you say, oh, I don't like people, it's called being professional. Mm. You know, you might not be a people person, but you got to do the job. Janitors mm. don't feel like cleaning other people's poop stains, but they got to do the job. You know, spokespeople might get angst anxious when they talk to news reporters and interviews on CNN all the time, but they have to do a job. So at the end of the day, everybody has a job to do, you know, work your way up, get the skills, build the skills you need to get to where you want to be. I just had a train of thought and I just lost that joint though. I just, I just lost that joint. I, I had a good point. I'm trying to think, you just, you just said something that struck a nerve though. Oh, being your own boss, that is exactly my train of thought about. It. Now, at least, now I understand social media is telling you guys to be your own boss, you to make your own money and stuff like that. I get it. I'm all for entrepreneurship. However, though, y'all look at social media, y'all look at y'all favorite celebrities, y'all look at y'all favorite social media content creators and think like, oh man, they got such a good life and stuff like this. You may work 30, let's say you work 32 hours a week. At least you know you're working 32 hours a week. Your favorite content creator, your favorite artist, your favorite actor, actress, whatever. You know how many days of work they, you know what I mean? Hours a day they work, you know how many days a week they work? They wait, they work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. Hate to cut you off, but we're almost out of time. It's your boy Aaron Fonacetti. Some more fucking Della Jones, man. Yeah, out of here. Peace.